but what i realized there was that uh, you know uh, there is a, a value to being birbal uh, right uh, being a strategic advisor giving a lot of words of wisdom but at the end of the day uh, it's also about executing that on the ground and getting things done which is where the real value gets translated right if we can do this why can't we do this for uh, what we believe in or what we want to start as a business but i think sustainability is a thing again which is sort of non negotiable like it or not it's something that uh, everybody who is sort of producing something or building something must look at uh, for us uh, how we are looking at sustainability is a little different uh, to some extent uh, our thought process is similar to what uh, elon musk at tesla has said that you know the car really has to drive fast and it has to perform and then by the way it's also electric so that is the process that we are driving towards right we say is there a possibility of getting sustainability in while keeping that value proposition alive hello everyone this is shweta dalmi and welcome to another amazing episode of the climbpreneur show i'm so sure today's episode is going to bring all the entrepreneurs out there so much value it's going to educate you it's going to motivate you you know our guests today are really amazing you know they had earlier started momo which was acquired by shopclues and now they have created flatheads so they talk about their journey of creating flatheads they talk about their experiences we had quite an insightful conversation we talked about a lot of things we talked about you know future of e-commerce we talked about how can sustainable fashion penetrate more in the market and you know challenges one face while incorporating sustainability and a lot of other things as well so do not miss this episode and let's get started so today we have with us utkarsh and ganesh founders of india's first bamboo sneakers founders of flatheads they are serial entrepreneurs and today's episode is also special you know because it's one of our first podcast with two guests and i am so excited so welcome to the climb for our show guys hi shweta this is utkarsh uh, really happy to be part of the climb up renewal show and excited hi shweta uh, great to be here this is ganesh and uh, Yeah, looking forward to uh, engaging discussion today. Okay, so we'll start with the, like your entrepreneurial journey. So, like, talk about like when your journey started and how has your journey been? Okay, so uh, for me, uh, journey has been in three parts. One is uh, uh, becoming aware that uh, I want to change something, and this happened uh, uh, early in my career. I am actually an engineer. but at some point i decided to study further and when i was looking for what i want to study i came across uh, design and uh, i applied for the design program at uh, iit bombay and one of the things that struck me was that uh, you know the the course content or the course curriculum said that if you are somebody who's dissatisfied with the way the world is around you and you want to change something then this is probably the right education so this is when Uh, i was kind of uh, the first time i kind of felt aware that yes you know i'm sort of dissatisfied with a lot of things uh, the second part is of course the skill building and uh, trying so i tried my hand at entrepreneurship couple of times i worked as a freelance uh, product designer for a while uh, didn't work for me i started something with uh, maybe products but the ecosystem just wasn't there and both my ventures sort of uh, uh, went uh, down sliding Uh, in 2013, actually, I met uh, Ganesh. 2011, I met him. We started working together, and this was uh, the third part of the journey where we actually 
became aware that you know we really can uh, change something or we really can sort of uh, take to entrepreneurship full time and this is when uh, we started momo momo was uh, as you know first of its kind pay with your phone uh, when you eat out shop and commute that was our uh, that was our go to in terms of what we want to do build a cashless economy and uh, 2013 we started uh, we raised some uh, uh, venture funding also and we grew this uh, to a large initiative where we had like a million subscribers and uh, transactions going through our platform on an everyday basis so this is when i feel that the journey was uh, completed to some extent or we found the the fit where you know the customer is actually <clears throat> accepting or uh, we have we have been able to actually build something that is valuable in the indian ecosystem so uh, in some ways this is like a three part journey uh ganesh maybe you want to take over sure uh so i am an engineer as well uh, and uh, utkarsh and i were uh, together in college when he was doing his masters in design and i was doing my bachelors uh and uh, since then uh, so my goal was always to look at uh, business and building a business right so that was uh, a top of my mind uh, what i noticed uh, was that uh, uh when i once i did my mba i realized that strategy uh, is something that i really wanted to do uh, where uh, you know thinking about what is the best way to grow a business the best way to solve problems from a from a chief executive kind of a perspective was something that really kicked me up so uh, i joined bain and company which is a strategy consulting firm and uh, uh, was working with them working with uh, cxos uh, across the uh, you know indian uh, uh, ecosystem uh, corporate ecosystem working with them and you know giving strategic advice uh, but what i realized there was that uh, you know uh, there is a uh, value to being birbal uh, right uh, being a strategic advisor giving a lot of words of wisdom but at the end of the day uh, it's also about executing that on the ground and getting things done which is where the real value gets translated right so while birbal has his role to play uh, it is akbar who is actually you know getting his hands dirty and yeah. doing things on the ground which is when i said okay maybe there is there is a uh, you know entrepreneurial stint that needs to uh, happen uh, rather than just being uh, an entrepreneur uh, uh, across corporate uh, and that's when i met uh, utkarsh uh, it just happened to be right timing and the right partner and both of those things worked out which is when we kicked off on our entrepreneurial journey uh, it has been a fantastic journey so far in terms of you know realizing that objective of you know getting your hands dirty and building something from scratch we've done that uh, with momo and now we are doing that with flatet so in that sense uh, it has been uh, a, quite a fulfilling journey so far yeah you know it's actually kind of beautiful and it seems like that you know everything just happened at the right point of time like you guys met at the right point of time and like somewhere it's a perfect team it is uh, so we actually parted ways ganesh went off to us to study and we actually met after 15 years at hanivel where we were where we were working together uh, on a entrepreneurial uh, you know building a new business for india at hanivel this is when uh, ganesh one day remarked to me that if we can do this why can't we do this for uh, what we believe in or what we want to start as a business and this is when sparks actually flew and we sort of took the plunge So, like, why did you create it flatheads in the first place? What was the idea behind it? 
Okay, so uh, Flatheads actually uh, in 2016 we got acquired by Shopclues, and this was our first uh, sort of you know entree to e-commerce. Uh, it was also a realization that how the world is changing and how the ecosystem is being built. Uh, <clears throat> this is where we sort of uh, started thinking that yes, I mean if you have some idea or some product, then it will become more and more easier to take it across to the consumers. So we actually started looking for an area that uh, that we wanted to solve. And uh, uh, for me, uh, footwear is a category that I have always been interested in. I have been obsessed about it actually. I own tons of shoes and for some reason which I really can't fathom, but I always wanted to understand what is it that makes a perfect shoe. So it was a little bit of a inner passion drive that sort of pulled me towards this. And I, I when I shared this with Ganesh, uh, you know, he immediately put his... so. The way it works for me and Ganesh is that we have a little bit of a right brain left brain combination. Uh, we are both first principles thinkers and uh, though we are not from the footwear industry, we said that this is something that has not seen a disruption for quite some time. And uh, 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 customer lifestyle is going across a big change. A lot of people are tending to wear more casuals. You know, people used to wear khakis and uh, cotton trousers to work. Now they are all wearing jeans or even shorts. And uh, the footwear really hasn't kept pace. So what is it that is going to make uh, the footwear of the future? So this was something that was heavy on my mind. And uh, when I sort of lobbed this over to Ganesh, he had some interesting perspective as well. Ganesh? From my perspective, uh, uh, the market is the driver for a lot of uh, things that you know, eventually uh, should become big, right? So uh, when I looked at the footwear market after uh, the conversation with Utkarsh, uh, what we realized is that India is the second largest consumer and producer of footwear in the world, right? Uh, so the market is as large as it gets, if you will, right? But India in general is a brand-starved country. Uh, we don't have uh, enough brands that actually have a persona, actually have a USP, actually have a... Uh, have an emotional connect to the consumer, um, right? Uh, most of the brands, at least in the footwear space, are very much functional, right? Tikta hai, uh, it is good enough uh, and it will last you is typically the statement that people make. There is not much innovation that has happened in the space in a while. Uh, and if we can build a good niche uh, yeah, with a strong positioning, uh, at least in the lifestyle and casual space, uh, there can be a big enough play is what we realized. Right. So we took up that mantle and uh, decided that, OK, so there is a uh, there is a clear gap in the casual footwear space where people have started dressing casually, but there is no you know casual shoe that you can wear to work and wear uh, across for about 10, 12, 14 hours a day. And that is something that we can actually build. And the market is big enough for, uh, you know, the urban workforce and the urban tribe. Uh, over and uh, and actually build the market uh, uh, to almost 100 million dollars over over the next seven to eight years so that was the thought process there so you found a market in the gap actually yep <laughs> okay uh, so like what like uh, what do you think like how important is the you know passion in the journey of creating something uh definitely yes i would say uh, to my mind, passion is almost everything. It's the thing that really moves you. And uh, without this drive and energy, it's very difficult that you probably can make something happen. I mean, you can have a lot of 
ideas but uh, something that gets you sort of pushing forward for your idea is actually your passion from my perspective it's a no brainer um uh, i mean if you are entrepreneurs uh, dedicating your you know the decade of your life uh, for building something from scratch unless there is passion you cannot sustain and you cannot have the conviction to you know drive it through to whatever objective you set for yourself so in that sense uh, passion is non negotiable right that is the first thing that you need to have and it has to sustain so true so like you know you guys have been into e-commerce now for a quite long period of time so you have seen this industry i would say in a lot of phases like as you call it e-commerce 1.0 and then you say e-commerce 2.0 So how has the idea of sustainability in this entire journey you know uh, have changed for example now we see a lot of brands say Adidas Nike coming up with sustainable product lines so what do you think with e-commerce sustainability idea is prevailing I think uh, sustainability and e-commerce I think uh, I don't know e-commerce actually helps you to tell the story in some ways uh, it's it's easier to tell the story but i think sustainability is a thing again which is sort of non negotiable like it or not it's something that uh, everybody who is sort of producing something or building something must look at uh, for us uh, how we are looking at sustainability is a little different we feel that okay uh, uh, fundamentally your product or your creation has some value to offer to the customer and that is really supreme uh, we must try and so when we are actually building uh, flatids you know a sneaker it's one of the uh, super polluting industries but we feel that people will only take to it if they can find like something fantastic something that really wows them away uh, to some extent uh, our thought process is similar to what uh, elon musk at tesla has said that you know the car really has to drive fast and it has to perform and then by the way it is also electric the same way is what we feel is that uh, in building a sneaker though it's a very a polluting kind of an uh, industry unless uh, people find the wow with your sneaker they are not going to adopt it and uh, uh, we believe that sustainability is part and parcel of the thing it is not something that we want to separately call out and say we are building sustainable footwear we are building great footwear and you should just buy it because it is great footwear and of course you will save the money so that's essentially how we are thinking about sustainability So uh, I remember Ganesh like you telling that you know being sustainable or being eco-friendly is a process and you will get there like you don't need to do everything at one point of time but slowly and slowly you can shift towards that. So what is your perspective on you know building flatheads and like kind of integrating sustainability into it over a period of time? Yeah. So uh, from if you look at it from first principles itself right first thing to crack is whether the market really needs the casual footwear that you're trying to make uh, right so uh, when we looked at what materials are being used in the footwear versus what is the ideal material for an indian tropical climate the first thing we realized was you know uh, you wear t-shirts uh, on the uppers which keeps you extremely comfortable in the tropical climate that you are, that you're in but when you look at your shoes it, it's you know it's got three layers it's it's stuffy your feet are actually 3 4 degrees hotter than what uh, your rest of your body is you're always sweaty in your feet uh, it's a it's in general a suboptimal experience right so first thing if we have to solve that can we actually make t-shirts for your feet right that was the thought process and then the from there what 
came out was something like a bamboo uh, as a fiber which is naturally cool it uh, it is moisture wicking it is uh, antimicrobial it is something that will you know give a very good skin feel when you're wearing it even sockless uh, and it it uh, translate to almost that feeling of a t-shirt uh, was the thing that we we uh, first got into now bamboo happens to be sustainable right it's a lot more uh, friendly than the the synthetic fabrics that normally go into shoes so that is the process that we are driving towards right we say is there a possibility of getting sustainability in while keeping that value proposition alive right while keeping that value proposition very strong similarly on the on the rest of the shoe as well which is the insoles and the soles we are also trying to figure out can we keep the value of comfort and can we keep the value of uh, not compromising on the shock resistance and the durability of the of the shoe uh can we incorporate sustainable materials uh, into into the product itself so that's the way we think about it it you know you, you don't get to 100% sustainability on day one it is it is something that happens as you go along uh, and as long as you have a conscious thought process on making that happen every day as you improve your sneaker you will get there so like what are your kind of biggest challenges when you're guy trying to go you know sustainable or trying to go eco friendly so couple of challenges here one is that uh, so the first thing is that we believe that true sustainability is only possible when you have a complete sort of you know circular closed loop kind of a system and uh, while a lot of brands will use sustainability more as a appeal to the customer uh, we feel that uh, it's not it's not really true uh, so the first thing that uh, we are actually trying to solve for is what we can do that will create this complete circular thing one of the uh, one of the challenges that we face for example uh, people want shoes in different colors now dyeing the fabric or dyeing the yarn is actually a very uh, sort of not so good process and uh, it can create a lot of uh, uh, lot of you know non eco friendly kind of situation so how do you get on the other hand one of the challenges is that if you use only vegetative dyes then you can only get certain number of colors so one of the challenges we are actually battling is how to solve the problem that uh, uh, you use vegetative dyes but you can actually get great colors that people would love to wear on their shoes uh, similarly in general with the indian ecosystem uh, indian manufacturing ecosystem i would say uh, two or three challenges one is uh, uh, being able to Uh, vibe with a startup in terms of how fast and how quick the stuff has to be produced the second thing is uh, to be able to build high quality and premium stuff with the sustainability angle is something that the ecosystem also has to evolve around uh, we have had some good uh, 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 good wins with that i would say uh, especially in the covid situation we found a lot of manufacturers who were actually looking for work and they vibed well with us and this is how our so our bamboo sneaker actually is produced during the covid time when we had time to go back to the drawing board and change a few things around and then actually get the ecosystem to support us so yeah i think uh, these were couple of challenges we sort of found and uh, yes the sneaker is out here now so like what do you think that you know how can say sustainable fashion sort of penetrate more in the market and how can it be more accessible and affordable yeah so what i'm thinking is uh, you know first thing you need to figure out 
especially in the early days right uh, for any brand who is new into the market uh, building trust is very very critical right you need to get the customer to believe that you are uh, you know you are genuine and you are talking uh, uh, what is real and you are not trying to you know uh, uh, fake it uh, as such right uh so in that sense uh, you know for example uh, in flatheads when we looked at how do we build trust in the early days uh, one of the key things was uh, uh, you know getting people to try the shoes and believe that what we are saying in terms of you know comfort and in terms of uh, uh, the proposition that we are trying to uh, put out there is actually real so we did a lot of road shows with customers we uh, uh, we found this early tribe of entrepreneurs uh, who by definition are looking for you know new ways to do things and new things uh, willing to experiment so we went to the entrepreneur tribe and we told them hey you know what this is a sneaker that will keep you on your toes for your entire day uh, and you should try it out and it is super comfortable and super lightweight and that started resonating so there is a beachhead there similarly when you talk about sustainability um, one of the very emotionally connected communities out there is the vegan community right um, they are very uh, you know uh, value driven uh, in value system driven rather in terms of veganism uh, our sneakers just happen to be vegan right we we engineered it uh, for sustainability and incidentally it is also uh, vegan right so uh, if you can catch that beachhead market and say uh, get them to believe in the product and believe that we are actually doing what what uh, is uh, matching with their value system then you can have an evangelist in your early consumer who will go and you know tell the world that hey uh, this is real and this is happening it is not uh, you know it is not a pipe dream at the same time it is not super premium or super luxury it is still affordable uh, at the price point where uh, they are selling uh, in terms of value so that is the, the that is the key challenge for early stage people to uh, you know bring that message into the market as long as you stay real uh, it can happen and it is it is very doable well said so like uh, you know i read like somewhere uh, you talked about e-commerce 2.0 which is actually the d2c model that's coming up uh, like right now so with uh, e-commerce 2.0 what do you think is the future of the multi vendor platforms multi vendor e-commerce platforms actually i would say Utkash, you want to take that, or should I? <laughs> uh, okay, so I think both of us can speak. I think that uh, in terms of e-commerce 2.0, uh, what I feel is that uh, in some ways the first uh, first slew of things was just having an online store. Now, uh, eventually, I think it is going to boil down where uh, you know in normal retail people actually look for something that they want and they seek out brands, they seek out. Uh, Uh, malls or how do you say retail formats that actually serve them, and I think that in e-commerce 2.0 the same revolution is going to take place. Uh, it will be a lot more uh, value and brand driven or story driven, if you will. So, for example, I feel that uh, the timing has come where uh, different tribes will start associating with different retail formats. Earlier, it was like one store, one horizontal where everything is there. The second version probably was. Uh, one vertical where you find all your needs but now i think uh, e-commerce with e-commerce 2.0 the time has come when uh, when the tribes will sort of uh, take to formats or tribes will take to online stores 
uh, which in some ways i feel are like the uh, the multi vendors are actually like uh, uh, the malls or they are like the uh, departmental stores of yesterday kind ganesh you want to add something here yep um if you look at it 1.0 was more creating access and convenience right so uh, when you look at the flipkarts and the amazons of the world they are uh, they are actually creating a channel which is promising uh, a large selection um, and uh, promising convenience of home delivery and cod for example uh, also uh, they are promising uh, a good bargain right so the reason why you will choose this channel as an uh, you know as an adopter is because it is giving you a better deal than what is out there in the in the offline space right so that was the first cut of e-commerce 1.0 now uh, now that that platform is proven and it is already there uh, for everybody to access the next set is all about differentiation all about what is your unique proposition to the customer it is about finding those niches where emotional connects and as ukash said stories are more important and people will start associating themselves with those uh, with those propositions right so that is e-commerce 2.0 and that that is the next decade of uh, e-commerce that you will see in india where people are also in a space where they can you know they are able to differentiate between what is available uh, at a sub 1000 rupee price point versus what is available in the premium space and why they they should go and buy that premium uh, is the next next set of uh, changes that are coming now as web 2.0 happens as e-commerce 2.0 happens uh and that's that's the journey that we are poised for in the next decade uh we are you know we are incredibly uh, privileged to be part of that and you will see you will see how this will pan out in the next decade it's a very exciting time for brands across categories to be built uh, in india so like you know like right now we have a lot of uh, small sustainable brands that are coming up and like what advice would you give them to hack the early stage marketing particularly when most of them are bootstrapped because we have often heard that e-commerce takes a lot of cash there's a lot of cash that goes into marketing so how to like get around with all these things because you have successfully built i would say two major uh, businesses so what is your take on that in terms of uh, building customer uh, see there are two or three things right number one you need to create awareness first that you actually exist in the category that you are trying to play in it doesn't matter which category you are in right um first is the awareness building awareness building in the beginning in the growth hack stage uh, comes through actually uh, you know staying as close to the consumer as possible uh, in our case what we did was you know when there were uh, uh, road shows that we created we found these entrepreneurs who were in you know all the we works of uh, bangalore and the we works of delhi uh, then we found people who were in it parks which is the next set of audiences uh, and both utkarsh and i were part of the road shows we were there talking to the consumer getting the pulse of what's going on what what they need to believe and accordingly tweaking our communications tweaking our product to make make that proposition happen right so there is no substitute to actually going and talking to the consumer and getting things uh, out there in fact before starting as well uh, you know utkarsh will talk about uh, the whole man watching thing that we did it was it was a long journey before we actually launched our first shoe itself right so that is one thing that is non negotiable that you have to definitely do um right 
uh once that trust is built then you make those people who are you know uh early buyers and early adopters of your brand to go and talk to other people about it so you in, you create referrals you create incentives you create a a a, a perception of a community uh, that they were they are part of and hence that community has to grow and they they become part owners of that that communication of that uh, of that uh, uh, you know process of growing the brand uh, and that's how uh, you can move to the next stage of growth so yeah no so uh, like ganesh said uh, one of the things that we did before we actually launched was we spent a lot of time doing some observational studies so we spent almost like 7 8 months just you know looking at people how they are associating with their with their shoes and sneakers uh we went to workplaces we went to uh, cafes we went just went about observing how people are dressing what they are wearing why they are wearing what they are wearing we spent some time on bus stops and public places trying to understand this so this this actually gave us a lot of uh, uh, deep insights into how our shoes will should be so that was the story now uh, if you look at the early stage startups you know yes it is discovery is always a a very uh, expensive thing and letting people know that you are out there and you are solving this is very difficult so i feel that uh, early stage startups need to do a lot of collaborations this is not something you can actually completely build out on your own of course there is marketing and there is growth hacks but being able to partner with people uh, is very important and the partnerships could be on all fronts they could be on the tech front they could be on the discovery front actually i feel that while a lot of the tech part of the collaboration or you know enabling uh, e-commerce or enabling e-commerce companies has been solved to a large extent by tech but the discovery piece really hasn't hasn't been solved very well and uh, i think it is still very expensive for people to go and put out their stories so this is where i think some interesting collaborations will happen uh, even like lineup lineup tenure or the platform that you are talking about is something that we feel is very valuable uh, to sort of enabling enabling the the e-commerce in general and uh, allowing uh, unique brands or you know unique stories to sort of uh, flourish that's actually good and i think like you know there's a point to it that a lot of thing happens offline because like but now we feel that everything is happening online even marketing and everything but there's a lot of like crowd i would say that is to be tackled offline as well and there's a whole new space offline as well Okay. Uh so my next question to you would be so what were your setbacks while building Momo and how those learnings sort of helped you while creating Flathead? Uh in terms of uh, setbacks I would say that uh, when we started Momo you know one of the things that we had to really figure out that both of us were uh, you know we had already become senior. So when we started a tech platform we were actually we were no, no longer coding or you know our uh, ability to build tech uh, was no longer there because new platforms had come we had never built a uh, uh, android app or a ios app so when we actually wanted to hire our first developer we actually didn't know how to interview that person or you know what to ask him during that interview so getting the right team in the first place is something that uh, we need to be very very conscious about a lot of entrepreneurs think that okay you know i can move the world i can change everything 
but without the right capability and being able to judge the right set of uh, people who can actually contribute to the vision is something that is hard so this was very hard for us till we actually uh, looked into the younger networks that we had and uh, we built a collaboration with somebody who actually helped us find the right tech people this was like a, a big no starter for us uh, the second challenge of course i i personally found that when we started to get to marketing how to how to combine the both online as well as offline uh, models Uh, building some kind of uh, btl below the line kind of marketing channel which tells your early stage story uh, or your you know first time when you are going onto the ground so these were some of the challenges i think uh, with flatheads we have incorporated both these things which means when we started we made sure that uh, we know exactly what it takes we sort out and we look within our network and extended networks to find the right set of people the first three or four people who will sort of uh, Uh, come together and uh, help us build this uh, build this uh, shoe that we have been thinking about dreaming about uh, we hired somebody from uh, uh, the uh, international center indian center for natural fibers at nai and uh, this actually helped us build out our first uh, bamboo slipper so like when you guys took a leap from the corporate job to momo so like were there any fears and how did you overcome that of course there were fears <laughs> <laughs> there were multiple fears but uh, i think that uh, honestly in, in in my case the fear of not doing something about your dream or the risk of you know not being able to to reach the fulfillment that you were looking for was stronger than the other fears and which is why the plunge happened in my case when i jumped off uh, uh, into entrepreneurship uh, i had a 8 month old daughter at home right and uh, we had emis uh, on our heads right so not a not an easy decision at all at that life stage uh, of course and utkarsh uh, has two daughters so yeah, you know he, that that was a lot more uh, relevant for him as well but at the end of the day uh, you know if you look at it uh, becoming an entrepreneur is an emotional decision right if you start doing calculations of what the payback is going to be uh, of becoming an entrepreneur that math will never work out because you cannot predict how your you know statistically you cannot uh, predict how the startup is going to go and what your payback payout is going to be at the end of the day but uh if you have the emotional drive and if you have the conviction to make things happen and as utkar said if that is uh, you know the fear of missing that out is more than anything else out there uh, then it becomes a decision that that you can take and uh, you can go and say you know what this can happen from my perspective it is very simple yeah um you know i have spent 15 years in corporate i have you know i have all the degrees that uh, uh, that anybody can speak of uh right with the iit and the iim or you name whatever uh resume does not get better from there right so what is the downside the worst case scenario even if it does not work you can always go back to whatever you were doing before you know your entrepreneurial leap so for me the downside risk was very uh very low uh, uh you know thinking about it that way uh it was only uh, a matter of me jumping ship and trying something that i always wanted to try and the fact that i found a co-founder uh, at a time when uh, this thought process was you know on top of my mind uh, and uh, it is very critical to find the right co-founder as well right so when when uh, entrepreneurship in general is a is a little bit of a lonely journey 
um if if uh, you're down then you need a partner to you know become the oxygen uh, utkarsh keeps having this uh, analogy of nitrogen and oxygen right when when you are the nitrogen and you're feeling low you need the oxygen to come back to life uh, right and uh, and both of us come from a very different thought process as well he comes from a design and consumer centric kind of a thought process i come from a analytical uh, you know math and excel driven thought process strategy driven thought process uh, and ultimately if those thoughts align in the right direction then then you've got things going right so that just happened those stars happened to align uh, for me uh, and hence that that entrepreneurial leap happened i think it's also important to be very optimistic uh, so unless so like ganesh said the right uh, co-founder is very very important this is some advice that i would share with uh, anybody who wants to take the entrepreneurial journey please find the right co-founder somebody Uh, with you whom you can vibe well and you can find the chemistry is absolutely invaluable the second part is being optimistic uh, i think both of us are optimists uh, hardcore optimists and this is why entrepreneurship plunge was easier for us uh, especially when this whole covid scenario came and you know we were actually building footwear a lot of people asked us the question that uh, will you uh, uh will people need footwear but yes people need footwear and we have seen uh we have seen growth part of that is coming because people are taking to e-commerce part of it is coming because while they are not going to work but they are walking in their apartment complexes and uh, they are going for grocery runs and things like that so obviously with uh, one downside some new opportunities open up and uh, the optimism is something that will really uh, take your entrepreneurial ideas forward So like uh, I read somewhere that you know like when you guys uh, like when Shopclues acquired Momo and you guys were working on like developing something new. So uh, like at, when you started, you really didn't know that you were going to build flatheads say after a period of six, seven, or whatever that time period was. So you know, did you have that kind of moment when you knew you want to do something but you didn't know what are you gonna build it? So was that time period kind of you know stressful for you or how do you deal with that kind of time period? I think for us, uh, uh, when we moved to Shopclues, it was uh, a great time because one of the things we learned there: number one, e-commerce; number two, how to handle growth at a scale. So these were two of the things that really kept us going through our uh, journey there. Uh, I think uh, there were a lot of challenges that uh, Shopclues was trying to solve. One, from the point of you know taking e-commerce to the real India, uh, the tier twos, the tier threes. Uh, typically as technology was penetrating how to go there so this was something that really kept us going and uh, uh, we enjoyed the journey primarily because uh, it was once again a sort of a entrepreneurial uh, push both of us had uh, independent portfolios to work on i was working on the entire platform ganesh built out a merchant ecosystem so i think in that sense it really went well it was absolutely not stressful but it was a whole lot of uh, learning and exploring new areas that we had not dealt with in the past mm-hmm. so like uh, utkarsh like if you were to like say start all over again now what will you do differently if i were to start all over again probably i would get faster to where i want to be so that's the only only thing i would change but uh, i think pieces of the journey in terms of uh, uh making sure that you are observing the customer well figuring out the real needs 
these are something that are non negotiable i would definitely repeat it uh, in terms of uh, building collaborations in terms of being uh, fast to make some decisions i think this these are couple of things that i would change i would probably not wait for all the data to be there before uh, taking the decision or making the calls uh, that's what i can think of okay so like uh, my next question would be you know like uh, at this point when entrepreneurship is booming we have this kind of thing that okay we need funding we need funding how important do you think is funding like a lot of when i talk to a lot of you know fellow friends of starting their own businesses everyone just comes up with okay no you need to pitch you need to pitch so do you think that funding is really that important or should you focus on building the product first i honestly think that uh, funding is a is not a uh, goal in itself right you uh, first of all you need to figure out what uh, what the problem is that you're solving uh, and what is the need that you're trying to address and if you are able to build something that uh, that can actually have legs in the market that that fit the market the product market fit that we are talking about is is there then funding can actually help you accelerate what you are already building right so that is what funding should be about um if you are looking for funding as a means for you know uh, uh, for kicking things off uh, on day 1 that's a hard hard sell right because uh, not only do you yourself have to build conviction you also have to build conviction among investors who have not even seen the product out there right so um, uh, that's a hard sell for sure uh, according to me uh, uh, if you are able to build a business that is as close to sustainability as possible and funding helps you accelerate that growth helps you hire the right people helps you build the right product and get to market faster uh, and uh, you know accelerate the process of getting to your you know whatever milestone that you want to get to uh, as a business uh, it is an enabler then that's the way to look at it right uh otherwise you know funding stand alone if you say you know if you have to launch something you have to get funding that's not the right way to right way to think about it at all we have raised our own funding both at uh, momo as well as shopclues uh shopclues uh, they you know they did uh, uh, their large billion dollar uh, valuation fundraise as well uh and now in flatheads we have raised our angel round uh, it has always been about saying you know what this is the journey this is the objective and the money will be utilized to do two or three specific things along the journey and that's the reason why we are raising funding so my uh, final two questions to you would be uh, how important do you think was consistency and the spirit of not giving up important in your own journey uh consistency i think is very important one of the things that i uh, that me and ganesh always say is that get up dress up and show up so uh, being consistent in terms of what you do and making sure that your discipline is right and your focus is right is something that is once again uh, one of the prime things for entrepreneurship number one belief number two willingness to go out there consistently and execute to that uh, that focus and that dream is something that uh, one must really really uh, focus on and consistency in terms of you know how you look at numbers how you look at data and how you uh, make the right decisions also consistency in being able to make sure that uh, you are conducting the right set of experiments and you are not stopping in terms of pushing the envelope uh, 
uh, I would say really, really important from an entrepreneurial point of view. Uh, what was your second point actually? The second point was actually this only that not giving up. How important is not giving up? Uh, I think the answer to that lies in the optimism. You must uh, truly believe, and uh, you must make sure that uh, uh, if there is something that is not going right, then is it correctable? Uh, you must look at all the aspects, and uh, yeah, giving up is I think uh, definitely not something that you 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 so. The way uh, we look at entrepreneurship is that uh, are you truly believing? Have you checked your proposition thoroughly? And if you checked your proposition thoroughly and you believe that it is going to happen, uh, then the only question that remains is: Are you the people who are going to make it happen, or is somebody else going to be? So in that sense, I think uh, uh, giving up is definitely uh, not an option. Sure, um, <laughs> giving up is a very very interesting. Uh... Uh, perspective right so uh, i would say even if whatever you're doing uh, as an entrepreneur is not working at all right uh, uh, there is a fine line being completely uh, you know tied to the idea that you have uh, right and then saying you know it is not working at all i'm i'm being up uh, versus saying you know uh, instead of being tied to the solution can you be tied to the problem can you be tied to what the market wants and once you have identified a need and you know that the need is real uh, then there are multiple ways of solving that need right uh, of addressing that need if you are not tied to your solution and then say you know what maybe this is a not the right solution maybe there is another solution out there which can be tried out uh, then it is not about giving up it is about pivoting and trying to do something else that actually solves that need and uh, you know getting to that point as an entrepreneur there are a million things that are beyond your control uh, right the environment out there government regulations uh, covid for example happens that completely disrupts industries across the world uh, right these are things that you cannot control at all but you can always what is under your control is how you are addressing what what you are doing out there in the market right um, if this this specific proposition of yours is not going working out go and do something else go and try a different way of addressing the same need and you know uh, some day that will hit maybe it is a timing issue maybe you wait for 6 months and then hit it again maybe that is something that will happen it is just a perspective of looking at things that that is part of optimism right it is saying no 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 it is i am not i am not turning completely cynical and pessimistic about the whole thing i am just waiting my waiting for the time to come and that is when it will it will happen i just need to get up and show up every day to make two uh, things until until that moment comes right so that is critical mindset shift actually <laughs> okay uh, so last question is a piece of advice you would give to the youth out there or the people just starting their journeys a piece of advice if you would ask me number 1 uh, find the right co-founder find the right team and initially when you are looking for uh, looking to see whether your idea is uh, working or not make sure that you don't leave any stone unturned in the number of experiments that you want to do uh, even if it is half cooked don't worry uh, please put the dish out and see how people react uh, this is something that can give you the early insights the day uh, the day people start loving what you are doing it will automatically get discovered by other people it will 
uh, in some ways or the other have this virality coefficient and that's when uh, all the money and all will come come in and uh, uh, don't look at uh, funding per se to start your business but go out there put out what you believe is right and make sure that uh, you are running the right experiments to find your early uh, early adopters i would say uh, very simple when you are trying to be an entrepreneur learn as much as possible from people around you um uh, the indian entrepreneurial ecosystem is very vibrant and very helpful right if you reach out to entrepreneurs and talk to them about how they built their business what are the mistakes they made they are more than willing to help you out and talk about it because there is enough and more opportunity available it is not like you know you have to feel threatened about whether somebody is going to steal your idea that is never going to happen there are people uh, out there who are you know doing their own thing and who are invested in their stuff they are not going to be looking for you know uh, are today i will steal somebody's idea and i will go and make this happen that's not how it works at all right so go out there reach out talk to people there are you know now there are uh, platforms that are making this happen for example called uh, that ishwar runs uh, is a, is a place where you can actually go and freely discuss your idea with other entrepreneurs who will then uh, you know help you build the proposition in a much more robust way in the saas uh, ecosystem b2b businesses there is something called opekha um, where they they are sort of an incubator where multiple startups come and help you uh, with your early traction and uh, early belief system as well so there are enough and more avenues for you to explore to become an entrepreneur it is just for you to go and reach out and talk to the right people to make that happen and build that conviction for yourself as well right so don't wait if you have an idea and if you have a market you believe is there just go out and try something out right it will happen yes thank you you know like i this was so inspiring like you know like a lot of times my own inner questions were answered in this entire conversation that we had and honestly like it was so so inspiring and i i learned a lot on a personal level thank you so much you know for being here and like sharing your insights with us thank you so much veta uh, great to sort of uh, great that you actually noticed us and uh, helping us to sort of put out our story thank you so much yeah thanks veta this was a great conversation uh, i think uh, we learned a lot more when you asked some of the probing questions out there about about our thought process itself so quite invigorating in that sense so great to be here thank you